Episode 33, Air Nair Podcast. I'm your one and only host, Naomi Nair. Back at it again with another episode of the pod. Um, thank you for joining me. Uh, I'm here solo dolo on this Tuesday, January 12th, 2021. Um, I'll probably have guests back next week. I had Ty on last episode. Uh, I don't know who I'm going to get. I might do a repeat. Might get John and Before back on here. Might dig, dig into my friends list and get some new friends on the pod. You never know. But it's always good to look back at all the episodes and see who's been on the pod. Shout out to everybody who's been on the pod. Appreciate y'all. Shout out to everybody listening. Appreciate y'all. Um, let's get straight into it, man. Um, first, uh, we've I had, this is my first episode officially of the new year of 2021. Um, and a lot has happened already, you know? You feel me? We thought, we thought 2020 gone, 2021 might be a little different. And um, no, not really. Not that much. So... Of course, always, we start with uh, some Black Lives Matter stuff. We must start with the, uh, the decision in the case of Jacob Blake. If you don't know who Jacob Blake is, he was a African-American male from, I don't know about from, but lived in Kenosha, Wisconsin. He was trying to break up a, a fight between some people. When the cops put on the scene, they essentially assessed it as him being a threat, yada, yada, you know, the BS they say, whatever. Um, and they shot him in the back. He was paralyzed. Uh, he survived, though. Great to see that. Uh, but in his case, to whether or not somebody would be charged for shooting him, an unarmed black man, for no reason, uh, they did not charge anybody. Uh, this sparked some things in the NBA and stuff, people kneeling at tip-off and all that. Um, I mean, it's not a surprise um, to me. I mean, I'm still waiting for, like, you just notice how stuff has gone quiet since it started. The stuff on George Floyd, all the officers involved in that, although we know what some of them, some of them have been charged, some of them have. Um, there's really no news on that. Stuff involving Breonna Taylor has kind of gone quiet. Ahmaud Arbery, I still don't know what happened to his killers. Um, Elijah McClain, what happened to them? It's a lot of people just I have not seen. I've not seen results or people being charged or tangible change for us to change the system. You know what I'm saying? If just one of these officers charged with murder, which they should be, and one of these cases of black people being shot, that might be able to buck the system. You never know. But until one is charged with that, um, I just think they find a way to kind of weather the storm, because of course we're going to protest and whatnot, but then eventually um, they're going to release that nobody was charged and that it's kind of going to go quiet, and eventually we're just going to... We're always going to remember those that died due to... Those black people that died, unarmed black people who died due to police violence, police brutality, police oppression, you know what I'm saying? But um, it just finds a way to go under the radar once the initial impact of the story goes awry, you know what I'm saying? So that's that on that for Black Lives Matter. Um, prayers for anybody, family involved in police brutality. 
Um, Prayers all the families of the known cases of police brutality we know of, because those were recorded. A lot have not been recorded. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, prayers to them and their family. Um, this is not Black Lives Matter related, but the storming of the Capitol in D.C. by I think they're Trump supporters. Uh, I, I'm just gonna call them white supremacists. I'm just gonna call them that. Um, pretty much ordered by Trump. Essentially, if you read his tweets, that's why he was banned from every platform. Um, you feel me? Us as black people, we had a ball with it because that involved that didn't involve us at all. The white people were storming the Capitol building uh, where senators and stuff like that were at, where which are mostly, which we know is mostly white people. You know what I'm saying? Um, so hey, they, they those white supremacists. Terrorists, whatever you want to call them, want to act a fool, um, let them do that. We're going to stay over here in our place. Um, but it is just very interesting how they were able to storm. Uh, there's videos of people just letting them in, like through the gates. Uh, this video they got in there was just having a ball, just going anywhere they wanted. Um, somebody was smoking in there when we know how many African Americans are in jail for having either marijuana on them or just petty charges of having marijuana on them or anything being incarcerated right now currently because of that when weed is a very um what's the word i'm looking for productive uh business now in legal states uh this white man was smoking in the capitol after storming the capitol was smoking in the capitol to celebrate him storming the capitol and no no ramifications have been placed on him nothing but our black brothers are in jail for having a gram of weed on them or something like that you know what i'm saying so um i mean black twitter has always made it funny hilarious um but it's just interesting how nobody you saw no videos of them being shot except for that one lady um that got shot trying to climb through the window after they broke in um the national guard apparently couldn't be called uh it's just it's, i just feel like that was black people i didn't see them get arrested if that was black people, they would have been arrested. They would have been shot at way more. Man, the the Navy SEALs would have been there. Like, they would not. We they would not have allowed that to happen. And then there's video of them just going back to a hotel with no masks, no nothing, just chilling. Like, how are you able to just storm and go peacefully back to a hotel and just go safely through it? You know what I'm saying? It's just amazing. But we live in two different Americas, as we clearly know. This is very interesting to see, but um, yeah, man, I don't see any ramifications coming for them. I don't see any changes coming for that happening, but let that have been black brothers and sisters trying to do that. It would have been a whole different story. It would have been national news for months. Um, it, it just now, I don't as if we, we know, we know as black people, the difference It's just, it's just kind of nice to see a visual put to it because we can talk about it like oh if a white man got shot unarmed so-and-so would have happened or if this was white people protesting so-and-so would happen and then just a visual of clearly seeing it you know what i'm saying national news everywhere you know what i'm saying it's just refreshing to see that we're not wrong when we say these things you know what i'm saying But let's get into these sports, man. A lot has happened. Playoffs. Playoffs. NFL playoffs are here. Uh, 
Man, what was the first game of the weekend? First game of the weekend, I want to say was the Bills and Colts. Let me make sure I'm right on that. Bills and Colts, yes. 24-27 Bills. Uh, watched most of that game. Colts were just making bad decisions. Uh, they had a third and goal in a one. Ran a toss. Lost three yards. They were down 10-14 to 14 at this point. Then they uh, then they went for it on fourth and goal from the four. That's just not... I feel like most teams know if you're not within the one or the two in, in goal-to-goal situation, you pretty much take the three, especially that early in the game. Um, they did almost score, but Pittman dropped it. Rivers overthrew it a little bit. So they lost points there. Um, they ended up losing by three. Three points could have helped them. Uh, at the end of the game, they were at about the 40. Um, like 30 seconds left, they just could not get any yards. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, the Bills had some impressive toe taps that kept drives alive. Josh Allen had some crazy throw. That little Tebow-esque dump-off pass for a touchdown. He had a dime to uh, Stephon Diggs. I'll give him credit for that. But, um, yeah, man, the Bills found a way to win. Uh, I think this is Josh Allen's first playoff win, so congrats to him. Uh, but, yeah, that, that kind of set the tone for wildcard weekend because game two, the Rams and Seahawks. Now, as a Packers fan, if everybody had won according to, like, the seedings, we would have been playing the Bucks. I mean, well, no. We would have been playing the Washington football team. But we knew the Bucks were going to beat them. So we've been playing the Bucks in round two. So I just needed one upset from either the six, being six seed being the Rams, or the seven seed being the, um, who was the seven in the NFC? The seven was the Bears. We knew that wasn't going to happen. Or the uh, Washington football team upset the Bucks so that the four would have played us, the one seed, the Packers. And the Rams did the upset for me. They went to Seattle with two quarterbacks. One got hurt within like the first week, my first two possessions. Uh, Jamal Adams hit that boy and he was done. Concussion, he was done. But the Rams still managed to put up 30 points. They had a pick six in there. They made Russell Wilson look bad. Russell Wilson's final stats, uh, let's see, sacked five times, 11 for 27, only 174 yards. It's just an interception that pick six. It just wasn't... It wasn't good, you know? Um, I don't know. This is kind of a trend. Russell Wilson, for all the glory he gets for his regular season miracles, he hasn't really done those miracles in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, last year, he lost to us in the playoffs. The year before that, he lost to the Cowboys. Um, he didn't really play particularly well in the game they won last year versus the Eagles. That was kind of just they made enough plays. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, if you really think – you can't really think of – a signature Russell Wilson game off the top of your head for how great he is. Um, you can't really think of one, and you know, that's just that. That's that on that. You know, maybe that's maybe that's the reason he has never won an MVP because he's really not the real MVP at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, the Rams won. They're advancing. They're coming to Green Bay next week. We'll touch on that a little later in the pod. Um, the Bucks went to Washington, beat them. Uh, they beat them 31-23. I'm not surprised by it. Uh, Taylor Heineke for the uh, Washington football team, he started. I think this is his first ever start. Uh, the boy had 300 yards passing. A, a touchdown pass, which was a dime. I watched it live. A little corner route, a dime. Uh, he had a rushing touchdown, a diving rushing touchdown, which was very impressive. He led the team in rushing, actually, which is crazy. Um, but they just didn't have enough. They couldn't get off the field. Um... We thought the we thought the Washington football team's D line would give Brady issues, but 
It was kind of like clockwork. You know, 381, two tutties. They would have run the ball, went for a net, had 93 yards. They kind of just did what they wanted. Mike Evans came back, 119 yards. They, they really did what they want. A.B. scored. Uh, Godwin scored. They are pretty dominant uh, against a defense that we know is good. D-line is good. Uh, and they kind of just do it as they please. And I was kind of impressed. Not going to lie to you. Uh, Sunday. On Sunday, the first game was the Ravens and Titans. This was a great game to watch because I'm from Baltimore. So, Baltimore Twitter is all on my feed, all on my timeline. And after that 10-0 start by the Titans, the boys was nervous. I saw a lot of, uh-oh, Lamar. I saw a lot of that on my timeline. I was like, uh-oh, Lamar. Come on, yo. You can't do this again. Come on. Come on. And then he had that big run. Then they went to go score again. And at the end, they was talking they talk, stopping on the logo, all that. Uh, all of the Ravens fans loved that. Um, Marcus Peters had to pick. He was talking. It was great. And the Ravens finally got a playoff win with Lamar Jackson, 20-13 over the Titans. And... It was just, it was nice. It was a lot of swagger. You could see the rivalry of the playoffs. It was nice to see. It was nice to see indeed. The Saints and Bears game um, was really a snooze fest. The highlight of that game was the fact that one version of the game was on Nickelodeon, and it was just a bunch of theatrics going on. Um, the game itself was pretty boring. We knew the Bears were going to lose. Their offense isn't good enough. Mr. Bisky is not it. But um, Saints won 21-9. Pretty easy. Mike Thomas scoring his return. Pretty easy. And then maybe the shocker of the weekend, not the fact that the Browns beat the Steelers, it was the manner in which they demolished the Steelers. Let's just put this in, let's put this in perspective. Last week, week 17, the Browns needed to win to get into the playoffs, right? They were playing the Steelers backups. Mason Rudolph was in the game. Big Ben sat, TJ Watt sat, all type of stuff. I'm pretty sure if I'm correct, let me check, check my stats, hold up. The Browns won by two points. They won 24-22. If Mason Rudolph was able to get a two-wing conversion, it would have been 24-24 Browns ball to try to make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So, we're like, okay, Big Ben's rested. The Steelers were our last undefeated team. They're at home. This is the Browns' first playoff game. COVID hit them. They lost Denzel Ward for the game. Joe Bentonio, their guard for the game. They coach had to be at home. And with all that, I just laid out to you. The perspective and everything. It was 28 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. It was 35-10 at halftime. Because, you know, I'm sitting here like, okay, 28 nothing early. I know the Steelers can score points. They ended up with 37 points. They're going to make a comeback at some point. This might be too early for the Browns. But every time, every time the Steelers would mess up, the Browns were finishing with touchdowns, which was very, very impressive. Um, they had to fumble at first. They had two interceptions that they cast in with touchdowns right away. So the lead is not gradually going up. It's it's going up. We're going up by seven each time. It was 28 to 10. They had the ball, 28 to 10, right? And I'm like, okay, still get the ball. First out of halftime, I want to say the Browns just really need to score here. We'll go down before halftime, score, 35 10. Then they come out. They didn't score in the third quarter. So it was 23-35, close game. What they do, scored 13 more points, second half, it put it away. They, put, they scored the first two touchdowns of the, um, of the second quarter, pretty much wrapped that up. It was, I meant the fourth quarter, sorry. First two touchdowns of the fourth quarter, game was pretty much over. And they won, 48-37, very impressive. Baker, what did Baker do? Three touchdowns, 263. 
Kareem Hunt scored two tighties. Nick Chubb, 76 yards. Jarvis had a nice touchdown. Big Ben had four picks. My goodness. My goodness. No running game to this day. That's the Steelers' demise. They never won time of possession. They never, I mean, the mistakes really killed them in this game, but not being able to run the ball in them third and two, third and one situations, not even having the confidence to. Instead, you're throwing bubble screens where we know can get blown up. <clears throat> the true demise of the Steelers um, from 11 and 0, the one seed, to 12 and 4, three seed, out first round of playoffs, versus a team who had not been in the playoffs for 18 years, and you got blown out on your home field. Imagine if fans were there. Man, imagine if fans were in the building. Wow, wow, wow. Um, but let's let's look ahead. Let's look to the divisional. We're gonna the first game of the divisional, very disrespectfully actually, is the Packers and the Ravens. I mean, Packers and Rams, sorry. Um my Packers play the Rams at home Saturday, 435. Yep, 435. On the Fox. I hope I hope um no, they probably got Joe and Troy at the Bucks Saints game, huh? Yeah, I don't know who we're gonna get, but um, we're there. Um, some things, some things. I have, I said this a few weeks ago. The Rams are probably the worst matchup for the Packers at full strength because they run the ball predominantly. Like that's their goal: run the ball, get golf on rhythm with play action, get a lead, time of possession. Let their number one ranked defense handle the rest. Um, the problem for the Rams is one, golf's thumb is hurt. Um, and he also hadn't, he's been really inconsistent this year. Cam Akers had a great game against Seahawks, 100 yards in his debut. But he also got a little banged up. Um, and Donald's a little banged up. Cooper Cup's a little banged up. So the Rams are a little banged up. Um, they also don't have Warford to come in and golf start struggling. Um, the second problem for them is that the Packers tend to start fast. Yes, I know they haven't played the Rams defense. They got Ramsey to put on Devontae. That's going to be a good matchup. Um, but the way we move him around, I don't know. I mean, if Jalen's going to follow, I, I am a Jalen Ramsey fan. I'm sure he can do his best on Devontae Adams. But the way we move Devontae in the slide, just different plays, motion, all type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um... It does worry me that they do have two good corners. We saw Williams, Darius Williams, take a pick six. That does worry me because the Allen Lazars, the Marquez Vanescalings might not get off as much as they would against other teams who have a shutdown corner. Like you just play, if you put Ramsey and Devontae, there's no guarantee now that Lazar or Vanescalings are going to get off. You know what I'm saying? Um, they also have Aaron Donald. Leonard Floyd's been playing good. You know, Bakhtiari's hurt. So there's, there's some things to be concerned about, but. I think the Packers start fast, which we tend to do. And then from there, golf with a bum thumb in the cold. Cooper Cup's a little banged up. We were kind of built to play the pass, rush the passer. I don't know if down 14 nothing early, 14-3 early, the Rams are able to overcome that. So I think we're going to start fast and just find our way to a victory after that. You know what I'm saying? Um... But, I mean, hey, you know, the Rams could come in there, make us start slow, and then play on their terms, run the ball, play action. It's a whole different game. Hopefully that doesn't happen because I need to see my boys in the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. The second game on Saturday, Ravens and Bills. It's going to be a good one. Um, 
The Ravens were my preseason pick to win the Super Bowl. Um, teams who they haven't been able to beat are the Chiefs and the Titans. They just beat the Titans, take them off the list. Uh, so now the Chiefs are their biggest threats, but they got to beat the Bills first. And I'm not going to lie to you, the Bills defense played really good end of the season. But beginning of the season, they were a little suspect. They haven't played a guy like Lamar. You know what I'm saying? So I think the Bills defense has been playing very well. But I think Lamar poses a different problem, something they haven't seen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the Colts had over 975 yards rushing. Jonathan Taylor had 78 yards. Phillip Rivers had 300 yards passing. They gave up a lot of yards, you know. They gave up 272 total yards. The Colts won time of possession by running the ball. This is this is a Ravens recipe for winning. They had 76 plays that 58 for the Bills. They just don't have the defense. They, when the Colts didn't, they couldn't play good enough defense. The Ravens, when they played with a lead, they just they just went. So I think the Ravens, Lamar, something the Bills haven't seen before. It's the battle of the 2018 first-round quarterbacks, Allen, Lamar. Um, I think whoever wins this game, they're going to try to say he's better than the other. Even though I still think Lamar is better. Regardless of who you th- how you think he throws, he won the MVP. He was clear-cut MVP last year. Josh Allen is the third best quarterback this year, probably. Third, fourth. Him and Russ, battle. Third, fourth. So, I'm going to go with the Ravens and probably upset. I don't know the betting odds. I just think their running game is going to be too lethal. They gave Tennessee 200. They're going to get Buffalo 200. Um, Buffalo defense has to show me they're legit as they were last year. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to go with Lamar now. Can't really give you a score. Maybe 27, 21, something like that. Um, first game on Sunday. The Browns, hopefully back fully healthy. COVID, everything, not an issue. Go to Kansas City. Now, the Chiefs haven't played a real game since November. Uh, they had locked up the one seed and stuff. Like, beginning, like, first game of December, I want to say. Maybe second game. Um, so... They've been kind of running trick plays and all type of stuff. Um, they played the Falcons when it didn't really matter. Falcons don't didn't do anything this year. Bad team. They haven't played a competitive game versus a good team in a while. I think since that Bucks game when they were blowing them out. You know what I'm saying? Um, they rested week 17. They had the bye week last week. So they really haven't played competitive football in about a month. Um, all that being said, the Browns run the ball very well. They, they can control time of possession, keep Mahomes off the field. Um, but with all that being said, the Chiefs are going to probably coast to a win by about 10 to 14 point margin of victory. If you just look at their schedule, most of their games have been close. But when you really look at their schedule, like it comes to a point where like they're up by 20. And then the, the game finishes, they win by six. They win by three. Like... They get up so fast, it'd be over. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm going to take the Chiefs at home. I just think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Ravens-Chiefs. Lamar, Mahomes, AFC Championship game. We've been waiting about two, three years to see that, and I think we're finally going to see it this year. Different circumstances, because the Ravens were a little worse than we thought. With Chiefs-Ravens, AFC Championship game, coming to you two Sundays from now, I believe. And then the last game of the week, Bucks and the Saints. Now, as a Packers fan, who would I rather want to see? Uh, the Saints. 
for one, their offense doesn't look that scary at the moment. I know Michael Thomas is back, and we beat them early in the season without him. But else, we played a different Drew Brees. We played Drew Brees, beginning of the season. That arm is still good. His ribs not cracked. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Alvin Kamara gave us a field day. Don't get me wrong. But played a different Drew Brees in week three, I believe. Uh, excuse me. Now, am I afraid of the Bucks? No. This is a common misconception. I feel like when I talk about the Bucks, and you see how they blew us out early in the year, people think I'm afraid. I'm not afraid of the Bucks. I just don't want to play them. They're hot, first and foremost. They're offense hot, first and foremost. Secondly, do I want to play Tom Brady with probably the best weapons he's ever had? Probably not. No. I'm, I'd rather play the team with Michael Thomas. Emmanuel Sanders is cool, but do I think he's going to win a playoff game for them? No. You know what I'm saying? Um, Taysom Hill, gadget plays, stuff. No, I'm not worried about that. I want to play them in the cold. Yes, I want to play the Saints in the cold. Also, think about the Bucks. Aaron Rodgers, we played them through a pick six. And then he threw a pick that went to the one-yard line, which is essentially two pick sixes. The game went from 10-0 to 14-10 without Tom Brady even really playing offense. You know what I'm saying? And then after that, Aaron just played bad the whole game. So, do I see Aaron playing like that at home? In an NFC Championship game, do I expect Aaron Rodgers to play that bad again? No. So for that reason, I think we would beat the Bucks even if we play them. But I'd rather play the Saints. And the Saints have been pretty dominant over the Bucks. Like, will this game be close? Of course. It's the playoffs. It's a different game. A different animal. But I'm going to still pick the Saints. I think their defense has a swagger about them that, yeah, y'all have all those weapons. Y'all have AB. Y'all have Mike Evans. Y'all have Chris Godwin. That's cool, but... We're, we're still the Saints defense, and we're still going to lock you up. And I'm, I'm going to pick the Saints because I need them, but also because I think their defense was to send the message that the first two games we shut them down was not a fluke. So I'm going to give the Saints the victory. So as my prediction stand, it'll be Ravens, Chiefs, AFC Championship game. It'll be Saints, Packers, NFC Championship game two weeks from now. Where is basketball, basketball? Oh, wait, before I get into basketball, let's touch on the Heisman. Brother uh, Devontae Smith. I keep calling him Devonta for some reason. It just had a name is spelled. Um, Devontae Smith uh, won the Heisman. First receiver to win it since 1991 when Desmond Howard won it uh, from Michigan. You know, go blue. <laughs> John, uh, Jim Harbaugh extension. You feel me? Uh, yeah, he is different. Different, different. He's slender. He's slender. He's still six foot, I believe. He's only like 175, though. But he just gets open. Separation. And we saw that in the national title game yesterday. Uh, that's why I'm recording on a Tuesday, not a Monday. I wanted to let the full week of sports get through. You know, the wild card weekend. The national championship for college. They played the Ohio State. And they blew those boys out. Out the water. I thought it was close early. It was like 14-14, and then after that, Alabama took off. Um, I think from 14-14, they outscored them. Let's see. Alabama ended up with 52. Uh, Ohio State ended up with 24. You do the math, it got real bad after that. Um, Mac Jones had like five yards passing. Uh, I don't really believe in Alabama quarterback, so do I see him being a potential uh, superstar in the NFL? No. Do I see Devontae Smith, being, Devontae Smith being a superstar in the NFL? Yes. Um, but 
I mean, Alabama won a title, dude. What, what else do we expect at this point? Um, Clemson, low key, high key. We need to talk about this. Clemson, they won with Deshaun. They won with Trevor. But they're not they're not a dynasty the same. Nick Saban, he wins with quarterbacks who don't really pan out in the NFL. He just surrounds them with great talent and they go. Clemson gets the quarterback and kind of let them put them on their back. You know what I'm saying? Like Trevor Lawrence has to have a great game versus Alabama to beat them. Sean Watson had to have a great game to beat Alabama. Well, I mean, which is which is if you look at history, great QB performances tend to beat Alabama. Seen Johnny Manziel do it, other teams do it, you know what I'm saying? Um, but they're not in the same ballpark in terms of dynasty, uh, just talent, not no, no. Alabama's way better than Clemson. And I'll stand on that. Um Ohio State be more talented than Clemson teams. She really look at it. Although I will say I hope my boy Justin Ross, receiver for Clemson, he had a little neck injury. I hope he can come back and be great because what he did in the national championship game, the year they beat Alabama, was marvelous. I think he was a freshman then. He was dominating them. Him and Lawrence were both freshmen. He was dominating them. And he has yet to see. He has not really been back on the field since then. And I think it shows. I think that's uh, part of the reason why they're losing. They don't have a number one, number one to just separate at all times against these elite programs, Ohio State, Alabama, who have elite corners and safeties and secondaries and defenses. You know what I'm saying? But congrats to Bama. Uh, Nick Saban's seventh title, six with Alabama, one with LSU. Yeah, man. Um, And our final sports ting before we get into music and question of the day, um, my man's Kyrie Irving, Byrie Irving, Uncle Drew, whatever you want to call him, um, he sat last week, he sat a game out for personal reasons, it said. Uh, but that was also the game that, what's his name? What's Seth Curry for the Sixers contracted COVID and like the half of their team had to sit out uh, the following game. So people were like, maybe Kyrie knew. Maybe so-and-so knew. Then he also he still hasn't been playing. KD came back from a COVID situation. So maybe because we saw this last year, KD was out. Kyrie just started sitting out of nowhere. Um, you know what I'm saying? He just started sitting. I don't know maybe he's just waiting for the tandem to be together. But now, um, apparently Kyrie is like aloof. He's not really in contact with the Nets at all. We don't know what's going on with him. Um, they're they're investigating. Maybe he was at some birthday party without a mask. Um, maybe on some James Harden type time. Um, but I don't know what's up with Kyrie. I really like Kyrie. It's my guy. I like the way he plays, all that, and I just don't know why he does these type things. Like I understand he's a different guy, personality-wise. You see the things he posts. You know, he's he's really into like his Native American side now. Uh, he do be have some Illuminati type signal stuff. I don't like that Kyrie, but I'm gonna let you rock. Um, but yeah, I don't know what's up with him. Like, why is he sitting? Why is he? He's doing a lot right now. And I didn't even focus on basketball. I'm not saying you can't do nothing else. But this is your profession. This is a business. You are the second best player on that team that has championship aspirations. Y'all lost Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, they need you, Kyrie. I know it's the regular season, but they need you. You can't just be missing. 
You're a known superstar in the NBA. You can't just be aloof. Let's get into the two best segments of all time. First, we're gonna start with Song of the Day. Ah, man, listen. You know, before I always, before I give my song of the day, I give y'all what I've been kind of listening to lately. What's been in the rotation? It's the top of the year, so you know a lot of music's not dropping, so you gotta kind of dig back into the archives, find some old music, find some music you missed the year previously. Just little stuff, you know what I'm saying? Little stuff like that. So let's start with this. Jasmine Sullivan did drop her uh, album. I think this is Hoax Tales, it's called. H-E-A-U-X. I don't know how to pronounce that, but Hoax Tales, what we're gonna call it. Um, a lot of these, she had a lot of little like, snippets from the people she had featured. Like just little interludes, snippets, skit type things. I never keep those. I always delete those. Um, but she has some good songs there. Pick Up Your Feelings, we know that. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see what else is on here. The song with Ari Lennox on it, it's crazy. Uh, Put It Down, that's apparently the song where she says she'll pay rent, yada yada, give her life savings to her man, all that good stuff that was on Twitter. Uh, that's a good song. Uh, she, you know, if you can find you a queen that gonna pay your rent, do this and that, hey, you might wanna act right. That's all I'm gonna say. That's, that's a rare breed, it's a rare breed. Uh, let's see, this song with uh, her, one of my favorites, Lost One, song just by Jasmine Sullivan. Just by Jasmine Sullivan. Um, probably my favorite song on the album. Very good song. But yeah, I'm gonna run through that. You know, I ain't put it through the shuffle test, but we're gonna do that soon. Let's see what else. Shout out my guy Murph. Shout out my uh, my girl Janae. They sent me this album by this guy Blast, West Coast guy. Um, just some good vibey. It's like R&B, but like hip hop. You know, you know how the music is today. It's like. He's singing, but on some dope beats, you know what I'm saying? Um, he's dope. This song is fire. Um, this song overrated. Hey, fire. Check it out. Blast. That's Blast. B-L-X-S-T. Check him out. Album No Love Lost. Check that out. Fire. Uh, okay. This this um, this album called Sis by this girl named Kirby. I got this from my guy Rory on the Joe Budden podcast. Shout out Rory, shout out the pod. Um, he put me onto this album, it's an R&B album. It's like uh, I don't know, like, I don't know where she's from, but she does. He's like has, she has a defined accent, and she also like kind of jazzy. Like if you've seen the uh, if you've seen the movie, uh, what's that movie called? The one with Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman, the new one with the singing. I can't remember. But like, it's like that, like that tone, that little like accent, like, like they singing like that. That's how she sings, but she, it's pockets of it. It's not throughout, like in the movie. It's like pockets and then she goes back to regular singing and it's pockets. Great album. Um, we don't, we don't funk like that song. Don't leave your girl, Kool-Aid is fire. Penny, Apple, Velvet, listen to the album. Sis by Kirby tap in now my final recommendation before i get to my song today rose in the dark by cleo soul the r&b girl shout out my man's joe 
from the Joe Budden podcast. You feel me? From the pod. He, this was one of his um, R&B albums of the year from last year. And I see why. Because, tuh. Sis Cleo was in her bag. She must have been in the basement really shedding tears while singing this one. Because, my goodness. Um, let's see. I Love You, Fire. Sideways, Fire. Um, Rose in the Dark, Fire. Um, when I'm in Your Arms, Fire. Sideways, Fire. Young Love, Why Don't You, Fire. Please listen to this album. Feel me like light a candle, drink some wine. Just put the album on, let it let it just you gotta really immerse, like really gotta be immersed into this album. Cause you might shed a tear. I'm not gonna lie to you. But uh my overall song of the day. Hmm. Ah, my man's Conway. The machine, my favorite of the Griselda Boys. Uh this song Serena versus Venus. Top tier, man. Top tier. And that's on the deluxe of From King to a God. And on the original From a King to a God, the song with uh, Freddie Gibbs, Seen Everything But Jesus. Tap in with that. Tap in that with that. That's uh, a masterpiece of a song, if I say so myself. But um, let's get into the questions of the day, man. Uh, we will start with Ah, uh, Go Mob. Go mob! Shout out to all the brothers of Five Base Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Um, first Founders Day was three days ago, January 9th. You feel me? Um, great time, great time with the bros. We linked up to bring it in. Feel me? I learned some new things. Nice little strolls. Um, on Founders Day, I made a show video and just chill with the boys. You know what I'm saying? Just. Fellowship, you know what I'm saying, you know, service coming soon, you know what I'm saying. Just great fellowship with the guys. Love my guys. Love the frat. Can't complain. Can't complain. First Founders Day. Hopefully next year, you know, COVID be over. Second Founders Day. I can really go up, you know what I'm saying, but it is what it is. Um, second question. It's not really a These aren't really questions. Some Sometimes, some podcasts, I really be having questions. Because people get, give me questions. I talk about it on the pod. I want to ask my guest questions. Um, this is not really a question. This is a shout out to my man, Jasmine Dickey, who still need to give me my song of the day intro type. You know what I'm saying? But she in the middle of the season, you know, hooping at Delaware. I give her some leeway. But currently, Jasmine is averaging 23 points a game. She was at one point top five in women's scoring, um, but has been has since been surpassed. She was top five. Now she's 14th. But I looked at the stats, and if she was in men's college basketball, she'd be right at five. Right at five for scoring per game in the nation. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying my good sis is getting to the chicken, but she's getting to the chicken. You know what I'm saying? Um, from she averaging 23 and eight. I gave her some pointers today, you know. She needs. She got. She got to hit a three. She ain't hit a three all season. Ain't been that many games, but she ain't hit a three. Um, free throw. She shooting about seventy five percent. I need to get to eighty. I need that. And she shooting about forty five percent. Let's get that to fifty. You know what I'm saying? But besides that, and let's get the eight rebounds to ten. It looked better. Twenty three and ten. Eighty percent from the line. Fifty from the field. That looks way better than twenty three eight forty five seventy five. You know what I'm saying? But um. 
I mean, I just gotta give my critiques, you know. I'm a sports journalist. I watch the game. I see the stats. Um, and today, I'm just trying to be in the WNBA draft room, cheesing, ear to ear. When they like pan the camera to the family, I'm there, right there. Cheese, I'm right there with it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, media day? Let me get the exclusive interview. You know what I'm saying? You gotta tap in, man. You gotta tap in. And then my last question. Um, have y'all seen these busted challenges? Now, I'm not gonna go too into detail. Cause I don't wanna get me in trouble, anybody in trouble. But let's just clap it up for the Black Queens once again. They find a way to show their beauty off in different ways, really on a weekly. Cause it's a new challenge every other day, every other week, you know what I'm saying? Ah, oh, man, they look good. You look good, black women. Um, There's some white girl going viral at the moment. I think her name's Ellie something. You know, she look good, too. Shout out to her. We don't discriminate on the pod. Uh, there's a little video of um, <laughs> like Dr. Omar at the end of hers. I saw that. It was hilarious. But um, Queens, keep doing your thing with this busted challenge. You know what I'm saying? We're going we gonna to keep watching. <laughs> We're going to keep watching, keep supporting. Uh, if you hear the song playing on my phone, you you know what's occurring. I'm watching. Yes, unapologetically. Now, I will say, if you click on the thread, you might see something. You know, everybody's beautiful. But you might not see your particular preferences, uh, people that you find attractive. So you might just want to, if you find one that you like, Maybe go to there. Maybe go to who they follow. Like, who are they friends? Because if they did it, most likely their friends did it. And if they look good, most likely their friends look good. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to put y'all on game. Cause I know a few of y'all trying to slide in the DMs off the busted challenge. I know how I know how it is out here. I'm just trying to help y'all out, man. That's hey. That's why I'm here. That's why you're listening to the end of this pod to get game from your boy now. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to help. Um. But for real, for real, I think it's time to wrap the pod up. You know, episode 33, Airbnb Air Podcast. This was a fun one. I'm not going to lie to you. I had a good time doing this. Um, I try to speak clearly. For me, it's, it's a few times. I be rambling. I get the mumbling. You can't really hear what I'm saying. But uh, at the end of the day, man, I'm just trying to progress, keep growing, get better. I hope you're doing the same. Hope you're staying blessed, staying safe out here. And, uh, in this wild, wild world. But um, this has been episode 33 of the Airman Air podcast. We all have bad takes. Why not listen to mine? <laughs>